On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, what was Iowa's response to the caucus debacle? Where are we headed as far as election tech, and what happened to simple paper ballots? Also, does Instagram even care that you're gaming their system? First question's coming in from Kashif. How do you stop Instagram ads from reading your mind? I swear I'll think of something and it will appear in my advertisements. Alfred, maybe you could explain a little bit more about how that algorithm really works. We, yeah. we, we so, touched on how you break it, but how does it function? Okay, so part of it, uh, if it's reading your mind, try to unplug the right. um, module chip that they put into your head at birth. Um, a lot of people don't know about this. Like, You can also block the signals using... Um, Tinfoil hats? Well, no, they think it's tinfoil, but it's actually aluminum foil. There's a big difference between the two. Uh, Tinfoil actually doesn't block the Instagram, um, like, seeking rays, but the aluminum foil will. That's why they still know I really need all these bras and leggings. Yeah. So um, if you do have the chip removed and they're still... like it still seems like they're able to read your mind it's because the instagram and facebook tracking algorithms are insanely good like so it's not just that they're they're like tracking what you do but they're also tracking like what your friends do who you follow so you know i might talk to my friend about you know going to minnesota or something like that and i've never googled it i've never like typed it on anything that i do if my friend starts looking it up after i talked about it with him or her and uh, that is like enough game for them to like, oh, let's target this guy too, like because they're friends. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like it works as a chain. So if even if I didn't search it up and my friend who talked about it didn't search it up and yada, 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 if someone in that line, in that friend group, like searches it up, that's like all it really takes for that ad to pop into your feed. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people have this like idea that like, you know, oh, the app is like listening to me and stuff. That um, is a fine theory, but like the way that Instagram and Facebook and Google and all these companies are set up to do their advertising and you know targeted posts, they're function they're designed to function off of things like what you click on, what you look at, like you know who you're friends with, and like mm-hmm. voice data is not really all there right now yeah. uh, for them uh, because one, it would take a lot to process it, and two, like think about all the times you mention something and like your Google Home or your Alexa, like picks up as you as you like would say something else instead yeah. that's like that's where we are with voice data right now so right. for them to advertise to you based off of voice data just doesn't make any sense they don't have to they have better data yeah it's way better data that, that they have <laughs> just from like you typing stuff in right next up i just want to uh floor a comment from michael brown says it's hilarious how alfred leads the privacy talks because you never know if he's going to troll you educate you or both cheers uh, both. Brian says the Iowa caucus debacle reminds me of the ACA website rollout. I don't see how this can be so hard. Now, I don't remember this. Can someone refresh my yeah. memory? This is the affordable care, the Obamacare website rollout. Correct. Yeah, it was basically yeah. when it was like it was broken and they A, couldn't handle demand and B, couldn't handle what they're supposed to do anyways. And so it meant that like people were worried that they wouldn't be able to make the deadline to get their insurance before they would be penalized for not having insurance. Um yeah, like they apologized, they extended the deadline. It was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a key difference here is that you know that the ACA website is a federal like government like push, and a lot of people don't know this about right. like election security and like election like management stuff. The federal government has no control over that. Right. Um, like every county that you vote in is like determined like the security of it, the machine that they use what they use to count that vote is determined on that county or like the state itself. State or local level. Yeah. So like even even like even if like the Department of Homeland Security says you need to have this for election security, they can't 
enforce that. Right. Um, like the best they can do is like we can give you all this money and we can encourage you spend it on you know security experts to work with your team, but they can't say you have to have like these measures of security on these on the machines that you have currently. Right. And that's why there's so many differences between primaries and caucuses. Like yeah. everybody has a different experience. And then the other thing that like not a lot of people know about is like. Like, look, like if you live in a big city, your election officials are probably really well funded. But the way the counties are split up, there are some that like counties that will only have like one or two machines. And, and like there's a lot that can go wrong there. But like elect local election officials often work like really hard to make sure everything runs smoothly. Yeah. And I'm sure this is like a big like shot um, in the heart for them that like this app that they thought would work like just yeah. isn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. So with the election or the caucus, I should say, drifting towards using more uh, apps, are we going to see that as an uptick? Is that a trend? Do, what else do we know developmental wise where other uh, political parties are not parties? What am I trying to say? Um, where, where are elections going? Are we going to see more apps? Are we going to see more uh, electrical interference? Are we going to see more crappy voting machines? What's next? So there's a um, there's a county out in Washington that's trying this for the first time, uh, where it's voting by mobile uh, app or just like voting through your computer. Mm. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that uh, crashes. Um, <laughs> just be, like I, I took a look at it over the weekend, and like part of the thing that they're doing is like to verify who you are is um, you put your name. And your birthday, and then do a signature, like a digital signature on the phone, mm. um, and then they they verify it by matching it up with your signature which on is the terrible. Yeah, bitch. Wait, that's uh, it. That's their from, security. I, there's more to it, but like from what I understand, that's like the majority of what they're doing. Which this is Washington, and this is the same county that Seattle is in, which is where Amazon and Microsoft are. Um, I'm sorry, Microsoft is in Redmond, which is close like to Seattle. Next yeah, but they're yeah. they're basically in the same county. Um, and you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of very famous people out there that live in that County that you can just Wikipedia their birthday and signatures. So good luck. Um, (laughs) and, and the thing is, is like, they can't even go in and like send their vote in that way because, um, Washington, uh, is one of the few States where everybody votes by mail in like, yeah. So they, but there's always like low vote voter turnout. So they're trying to increase the voter turnout by, by using an app instead. Um, Virginia tested out blockchain voting, mobile voting, like I think in the, either the midterms or the election last year, but the way that they had done it was this was only for people that were like overseas because they were like in the military right. or something like that. So that was like a much more limited test of it. And I, I, Which is I would, probably good. It's a good way to test. That's how every, all of these tests should be. It should right. be like extremely limited and not, you know, Hey, let's just give this to everybody. Let's see how that works. Right. Cause as we're seeing in Iowa, that, that seems to be what's going on right now. Right. Do you think there should be a central organization to regulate the process nationwide? Now, I think more importantly, can you <laughs> fill us in on what steps might be being taken now in the aftermath of the debacle where they would implement some better security features or better testing or better development? So nationalized um, nationalized security for elections or standards for election security uh, is something that's talked about frequently. But I think the way that our country works, like that just can't, like it's, it's not that feasible until every county has the same exact resources, yeah. which is also not going to happen. Also just like it's different stuff for, for different 
like counties just ba- like this country is so large and like some counties yeah. do it the way that they do it like in Washington where they'll just do mail-in votes um where at whereas in New York they still make you go to the polls right. and vote but it, and like in New York you couldn't have a caucus because yeah. it involves way too many everybody people. going to one place at one yeah. time yeah yeah and like some places it makes sense to have a caucus some places it makes sense to have like going to your polling station or like mailing it in or like an absentee ballot kind of stuff so that's one of the biggest hurdles to like having a national standard for this um, especially like, so I, I think the one thing that a lot of politicians have been pushing for though, Senator Ron Wyden's like pretty big on this and he's kind of been at the forefront of this, uh, issue is just, just have it be, you know, handmarked like paper ballots. Like you, it's, it's very yeah. hard to hack paper and you know what, right. it turns out, uh, these local counties that can't afford these very expensive machines, little known secret, but paper is actually pretty cheap. Um, I mean, obviously it takes longer. You have to like, that's the thing. It takes longer and you have to count it by hand, that kind of stuff. But if you really care about like election security and integrity, like that's, that's really the best way to do it. Yeah. People on the, on the getting out the vote side of things, you can see why there's arguments for people being like, Mm -hmm. I can do everything on my phone, especially if you want to get young voters to be involved in the electoral process, then you can see why there's a motivation to make things more tight. But that's the thing. It's a balancing it's a you win some you lose some yeah. you get more convenience are you risking your security and even in Iowa they weren't voting by right. machine right they weren't using like any kind of election machine like voting machine to do this kind of vote uh but they were still using the app to tally the vote up and, and like send that it back messed up to, yeah yeah and them. so that's that's like that's one of the, one of the even 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 just like this thing that's like introduced in like can cause issues like that right. and again like this could be like really good ammunition for disinformation campaigns. I remember in the primaries in 2018 uh, when they were uh, w- there was no hacks in that vote. That was probably right. one of like th- no no machines got hacked or anything like that. But there was this video on Twitter that was going viral of this guy who was like, "Oh, I voted for this person, but like the machine showed me this person is my vote." Right. Right. Um, that is the machine like being flawed as, and I think like later on they confirmed like even though it showed that on the machine, his paper ballot like right. showed like this, and that's right. what they count. Right. Um, so that was a glitch, but that video went viral because everyone's saying like, look at this voting machine getting hacked, everybody. And it's just that that's like the bigger concern that like everyone will believe that the vote is not legitimate. Yeah. We can go back to election tech shortly, but we're being requested to speak a little bit more in detail about Instagram. So Alfred, could you cite maybe some of the specifics, uh, examples that some of the teens have, uh, done what they, what they're using to actually fool that algorithm? Yeah, sure. Um, so they, let's, let's give an example, like with, with, I guess like CNET staffers or something, let's say if it's just me on my account, um, then they know like data from my phone that says like, oh, this guy's in New York. Uh, he comes to like this office at this time of the day. Um, and he likes posts about technology and super smash brothers. So we're going to show him all the stuff on his feed all the time. Now, instead, what if I had me on my account, but I also gave access to the account to BVG, and I also gave the ac- access to the account uh, to Joan. It's now all of a sudden, all their interests are associated with me. You would get brawn leggings ads. Yeah. Like I have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So Instagram would get all that data because, like, she would post it from her phone right. and she would post it from wherever she lives, and BVG would post content on my account from wherever he lives. But it'd be like, my, it'd still be my, my content. It'd still be like, I would send him a photo of like uh, a computer or something. Like, hey, can you post this on my account? It, it wouldn't be them posting on their own. Um, so all of a sudden, uh, Instagram is seeing all this and it's like, Hey, 
okay, I guess Alfred also hangs out in like Long Island a lot. Uh, and I, I guess he likes uh, like metal music too, I guess. All right, cool. We'll give him ads for that. So stop th- picking on Joan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then all of a sudden it becomes like, it's not just, they don't know Alfred as an identity. They know Alfred as like this mish of yeah. like everyone who I share the account with. And you could share it with like one of our reporters in Singapore. Yeah. Or one yeah. of our reporters in Australia. Like yeah. Even screw up, screw up the data even more. Yeah, Meanwhile, so that's, Instagram's that's, sitting there going, man, this kid moves fast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what these kids have been doing. Um, and they have friends in other countries where, where they share it with like um, – the, the 17-year-old high school student that I was talking to about this uh, was saying that, you know, they shared with a friend in Germany who then all of a sudden she started getting these ads about, like, hamburger places in Germany. Yeah. Um, so th- that's kind of the way that they've been doing it um, and, and kind of, like, tricking Facebook's algorithm in that way. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. So um, the person, that, the people that are actually using the Instagram account to actually look through a feed, mm-hmm. is that just one person and the friends are the ones that are just scrambling the data or are the friends also looking at that feed? The friends are also looking at the feed. So like, what are they going to for that feed? Is it like, is it, I guess one was like around, she originally thought of it because of a Lego club that she yeah. had multiple users. Is it because like they wanted to have one place to look at all this Lego I stuff? I think part of it is like, no, 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 they made that account to like all post like together. Like the uh, same way the CNET has a shared right. Instagram account, right? right? Like, but like, we gotcha. don't, we don't do this to obscure the data. Right. What, so they go on the explore tab to like click on random stuff to like change it okay. that way. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly it's certainly an extreme to go to uh, just to ensure your privacy on Instagram, um, but that 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 is like basically what they've been doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's another really great comment from our friend Brian. He says, "Wouldn't it be funny if Instagram gets wise about this and finds a way to break apart the users based on activity?" Has Instagram had a response to this? Um, they said that it doesn't go against their terms of services because, like I said, you know, many social media managers share accounts for this. Uh, for a different purpose, but like you're allowed to share accounts on Instagram, but they're saying like, we would not recommend doing this just because of like security issues. Right. Like don't share your passwords with people. Um, but I mean, I think they're doing it in a safe way. Uh, as long as, you know, there's, there's not one person in the group that decides to go rogue, but even if they do, it really is just like, it's a dummy account to begin with. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the other the other question about like Facebook or Instagram, like being able to figure out like, oh, this person is like not who this person is. Um, I mean, yeah, like they, they do that. They Instagram's always changing its algorithms, and I'm sure they're like already working on uh, a way to you know keep tracking people even through this. Yeah. And one of the points that you made in your story that I thought was true, or one of your your experts that you talked to, mm-hmm. is that you shouldn't have to go through this like elaborate Byzantine system to protect yourself from tracking on like one of the most popular social platforms in the world. Like you should consumers should just have the option. Like, I don't want to be tracked. I don't want to get personalized ads. Yeah, I rant about this a lot with about like default privacy stuff right. where it's like I shouldn't have to change my settings for this. Um I definitely shouldn't have to ask 15 other people, hey, can right. you manage my social media? You shouldn't have like an international conspiracy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so you're not having I shouldn't have to ads. do Ocean's Eleven just right. to like have my data not be tracked by, right. by Facebook. But right. here we are. Right. Here we are. How dissimilar is this from Netflix sharing? You know, a lot of people are guilty of that. Everybody's got their mom on their account or vice versa. And- yeah. Yeah. Um, any of the any of the sharing is this kind of on par with that? Does this screw yeah. things up? And while we're at it, uh, kind of, I just want to tack on: Does this trickle down and impact Facebook since Facebook owns Instagram? 
uh on the netflix thing yeah it's basically the same thing but i think that it's a different motivation yeah though. but it's not yeah, about tracking this you wouldn't want somebody to mess up the algorithm for your netflix right like right. If you log on netflix and all of a sudden you're getting all these recommendations for right. stuff that you've never like been interested in that would bother you i mean like that happens with spotify sometimes yeah where it's just like if, if you share a spotify account with somebody and then you, you log on it's like i'm not interested in any of this music you're suggesting to me yeah some people like algorithms that like suggest stuff for them. The difference also is Netflix doesn't, it's being a subscription model, you're sharing in order to share your subscription. There aren't any ads. So Netflix, as far as I know, they don't track your offline activity. They're yeah. only tracking your watching activity yeah. in the app, at least I think. And then the, the trickle down of Facebook thing, I, I don't know about that. Good enough. Uh, with what little time we have left, we're going to uh, break away. And uh, a couple people are talking about this uh, infamous viral story from over the weekend. The guy who loaded up 99 phones in a little wagon and went walking around to try to trick Google Maps oh, yeah, and think that. that there was a traffic jam. Did you guys see this? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a great story. <laughs> um, if you're not familiar with it, I mean, people in our comments are talking about it already. But um, so the way that Google Maps like logs like activity is not based on like actual data of like, oh, there are cars here. It's right. like, oh, if there's a phone on the highway, it's not like this guy's walking on the highway. It's most likely a guy in a car. So mm-hmm. they assume that's how they get traffic data. Um, so this artist like just puts a bunch of phones in a wagon and puts it in the middle of the road. So Google's data starts thinking like, oh, wow, there's like 90 cars on this highway. Wow. There's, there's probably a traffic jam. So if you look on like the Google maps for that street, it's like, they're saying like this, this stuff is blocked. And then like ways, which Google owns will tell you, like, Hey, don't, don't take this street. There's right. like, a bunch of traffic here. Um, which is kind of like what these teens are doing. Like right. they're, they're finding ways to abuse the way that like data is being collected and like reused by by like tech giants i just want to know if we think that this is the start of a new art form art hack hack art hacking art it feels like there's something of a finesse and a style and a bit of an attitude to the way way kids are messing with instagram and the way this guy completely screwed up traffic for an entire population for a day is there something I don't know if noble's the right word, but at least uh, expressive and artistic about all of this. I mean, this. I think it's just called sub- activism. It's like subversive, and art yeah. is often subversive. But like, so. I, I think like art about like privacy and tech, tech stuff has been going on for a while. Joan just came from this like thing at oh, Sundance, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. With the, I don't know what it was, but it seemed cool. One, there, are, there are a few things there, but one of the things that was really like, like homed in on security is that the people that made the movie The Great Hack, they... Um, they made a VR living room where you walk into the living room and it just looks like something you would see like on an Airbnb. It looked like, you know, kind of like blandly modern. Mm-hmm. But it had like, you know, um, a virtual smartphone and a virtual laptop. It had a virtual like thermostat, virtual doorbell. Um, and as you approached it, it would like replicate the ways that it's tracking you. And then you could like get a little bit of education about all the different ways that you're tracked mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't like to think about on a daily basis. It was cool. Great reporting today, guys. We're out of time. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow. Sorry for missing yesterday, everybody. We had a scheduling conflict. Uh, Everybody was on assignment. Alfred was actually working on these stories for this show today, so it was worth the wait. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. Alfred, go ahead and take... Or no, I'm sorry, Joan. You can can script us on out of here today. Why, thank you. We just read at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) For the new viewers out there, we're live weekday mornings, and we're always hoping to grow our audience and learn more about what you guys are interested in. Please subscribe and ring the bell to join us each and every show. We're also available on the Go. Links to the audio podcast are in the description below. For The Daily Charge, I'm Joni Salzman. I'm Alfred Ng. Thanks for joining us.